It's time for Lawyers for Jesus, a show about the dynamic and exciting interaction of faith and the law. Featuring the attorneys from the law firm Malkin Baker in downtown Chicago. Malkin Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and for serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Hello and welcome to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Soren Lehu, an attorney at the law firm of Malkin Baker in Chicago. We are Christian attorneys that focus on serving the body of Christ with its legal needs. To learn more about us, go to malkbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. Or call 312-726-1243. Why is religious expression in the public square becoming so controversial? Today we will be speaking with Thomas Ope, Vice President and Senior Counsel of the Thomas More Society, a national not-for-profit public interest law firm dedicated to restoring respect in law for life, family, and religious liberty. Based in Chicago, Thomas More Society defends and fosters support for these causes by providing high-quality pro bono legal services from local trial courts all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. Tom, welcome to our show. Thank you very much. So the topic for today is religious expression in the public square, and we're very excited to talk to you, uh, Thomas. I want to start, if we could, by uh, having you give us some background on the state of religious expression in, in this country. Well, um, as you know, we have the First Amendment uh, to the U.S. Constitution, uh, which was passed about the same time as our Constitution was um, approved in the uh, 1790s. And the First Amendment is very, very important for um, uh, religious expression because it, it does two things. It says that the state cannot take over religion and establish a religion. And second of all, that the state has to guarantee the freedom of f exercise of religion. So uh, these two principles are very much um, enshrined in our constitution. Uh, this is makes the U.S. constitutional exceptional in the world. Um, uh, the the U.N. Declaration of Human Rights, which was passed in the, the mid-1940s after the Second World War, um, uh, enshrined that for all of the member nations. But in throughout the world, um, some nations are respectful of those rights and others are not. In the uh, you know in the European tradition of Christianity, uh, religious freedom has become a very important value. Uh, in the Middle East, um, religious freedom is commonly ignored. In uh, in uh, India and China uh, and other non-Christian areas, freedom of religion is not a value that's always respected. And that's right. And uh, the First Amendment does protect religious expression and protects it in the public square, uh, some might wonder, what is a public square? How do we define what a public square is? Um, there's different ways of uh, treating public space. The government, um, you know, uh, uh, owns by default uh, or did a lot of the uh, lands in the United States. And some of those lands are given over to uh public expression by way of tradition. So, for example, the public streets and sidewalks are, um, in the phrases from time immemorial, mm -hmm. um, dedicated to public 
expression, including political expression. So the United States is a democracy, and therefore public opinion and the expression of public opinion is very important for our political system. So uh, the the most uh, important uh, forum or uh, square, public square, is uh, the public streets and sidewalks and parks. And then there are other uh, uses that governments put to the property that they own. Some are non-public forums, like you can't go through into the back of a post office to sort through your mail because that's not public. It's not. It's a private. It's controlled by the government. And then the government can also open up uh, a forum in a limited way so that the public uh, can be can use it, but only under conditions set by the government. Yes, that's right. And the um, forum analysis can get kind of tricky sometimes. Uh, you got the traditional public forums, the designated public forums, the non-public public forums. We're not going to get into all the weeds, um, but parks, streets, um, these have been known as traditional public forums. Um, and, and having said that, is there any kind of restriction um, that can be placed on these traditional public forums? What, what are the limits, if any? The, in terms of the First Amendment, um, I know we're supposed to be talking about religious freedom here, but the First Amendment basically says you cannot, the government doesn't have the power to uh, regulate the content of a message given on the, on the public streets and sidewalks. Uh, they, can, uh, they can regulate the time, place, or manner is what it's called. So, for example, they can have a noise ordinance to say, hey, you can't, uh, you can't yell and scream, uh, you know, things like that, that, that sure. don't affect the content of the message. They have some effect, but it, they're not directed to the content of the message. Um, I, I take the Metra to work every day from suburban Chicago, and uh, the Metra is owned by the government, right? But is it a public forum? No. It's a limited use forum, and I'm glad about that. There's a quiet car in there, so I wouldn't want to have uh, people walking up and down the aisles with picket signs. So there's just a wide variety of different kinds of public forums, and one of the, the controversies that commonly come up is, has the government restricted the forum too much, and and, and, you know, what, what's to be done about it? There's an important case before the Supreme Court, um, but it, it involves the Archdiocese of, of, of uh, Washington wanting to advertise on the metro cars. And the, uh, the, the people, the government that owns the metro has decided to close their public forum to certain types of advertisement. And the Archdiocese wanted to run an advertisement about Christmas, and so it was denied. And the question is, okay, was that a proper exercise of the government's control over an, a limited public forum? Uh, it may be, uh, it may be uh, granted, the cert may be granted, and it would be a very interesting case uh, for anyone to watch and see how uh, issues like that are resolved in our court system. Yes, we'll be looking at that. Uh, you're listening to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Soren Lehu of the law firm of Malkin Baker. If you missed part of this episode or want to hear previous Lawyers for Jesus interviews, visit maukbaker.com. You can also subscribe to our Religious Liberty newsletter and follow us on Facebook and Twitter for legal updates with a biblical perspective. 
Today, we've been speaking with Thomas Ope, Vice President and Senior Counsel of the Thomas More Society about religious expression in the public square. Uh, Tom, let's turn to specifically religious expression. Um, what are some of the types of religious expression do you, you see most um, opposed in the public square? Um, as I read the the pollsters and the data gatherers, um, the the number of people who identify as Christians is going down. There's a lot of non-churched people, and as a result of that, um, the, the those people are more prone, I think, to the other side, the non-Christian side, like the Freedom From Religion Foundation, who is constantly trying to um, eliminate any presence, any religious presence from the public square. Uh, we, we at the Thomas More Society help support, for example, uh, nativity displays. And every Christmas, uh, uh, we encourage people to sponsor nativity uh, displays at state capitals and other government buildings. And there's ways you can do that and ways that may be unconstitutional. But but that's a typical area where there's a lot of opposition to Christian expression. Uh, and it, it comes in many, many different forms. Another example is we're defending a lawsuit in the state of Illinois on behalf of pregnancy centers who are religiously oriented, and their mission is to preach the good news to women who are contemplating an abortion and trying to, to indicate to them that there are better ways uh, to proceed than have an abortion. These are, all, these are um, women who are motivated by their religious faith, and the, the state of Illinois has passed a law requiring them to talk about benefits and risks of abortion and to refer or give information about an abortion. This is uh, an area that they, this, these are things they don't want to do. And so there's a lawsuit now to determine whether the state has the ability under the constitution to require that. Sure. So in the nativity scenes, uh, believe it or not, Christmas is almost around the corner. So I'm sure you'll be getting some calls of uh, yes. cases involving that. Uh, sidewalk counseling is um, very common, um, an issue that is often uh, litigated and has been before the Supreme Court a couple of times with buffer zones and uh, bubble, things, zones. bubble zones. Chicago has a bubble zone that we're challenging, and um, it's we filed our petition with the U.S. Supreme Court earlier this year, and now it's sitting on the big pile of uh, petitions for cert that the Supreme Court has to determine whether to take or not. And a, a whole big, long uh, list of uh, cert denieds came out. Yes. <laughs> and luckily, our our case, uh, it's called Price v. City of Chicago, was not on that list. So the good news is we're still alive in our, uh, our hunt for a, a grant of cert from the U.S. Supreme Court. Well, that case is an interesting ca case. And... Um, uh, it, it involves uh, religiously oriented expression. That's great. Coming up, we will talk further with Thomas Ope, Vice President and Senior Counsel of the Thomas More Society, about the state of religious expression in the public square. I'm Soren Lehu, and this is Lawyers for Jesus. This is Tom Morrison for Family Pack. 
Family Pack is pleased to announce that its Defender of the Faith Award was presented to the outstanding Christian law firm of Mock and Baker. For over 30 years, Mock and Baker has led the fight in Illinois for a free exercise of religious liberty and protection as guaranteed by the First Amendment. I don't know of anyone who has done more to protect our Christian values for our churches, in our schools, and against government attack and interference than Mock and Baker. Mock and Baker is the law firm which Family Pack uses both in Illinois and federal cases to protect your religious freedom. If you have a legal need or question and would like the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact Mock and Baker at 312-726-1243 or visit their website at www.mockbaker.com. Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Soren Lehu, an attorney at Malkin Baker, a law firm based in Chicago which serves churches, ministries, businesses, and individuals and their legal needs. If you missed the first part of the show and want to listen online, go to malkbaker.com forward slash radio. Today we've been speaking with Thomas Ope, vice president and senior counsel at the Thomas More Society about religious expression in the public square. Uh, Tom, you mentioned that you and your organization have a, a case pending at the Supreme Court currently. Uh, tell us a little bit about the case. Who, who are your clients there? So uh, the Thomas More Society got its start in representing uh, individuals in the pro-life movement. And so our clients uh, in this case are sidewalk counselors here in Chicago at abortion clinics in Chicago and the Pro-Life Action League, who uh, was a client in the very beginning of our existence 20 years ago. Well, these uh, individuals are subject to a what's called a bubble zone. And it w- it's been in effect since 2009. And basically it says that within 50 feet of an abortion clinic entrance, there's an eight foot bubble around each woman who, uh, uh, who uh, walks towards the entrance. And you're not allowed to uh, counsel or um, distribute literature to such a person uh, without permission. So um, by w- our way of thinking, it's a direct um, restriction on speech on the public sidewalks and streets, the quintessential forum for public expression. So for example, you if I'm a panhandler, I can go up and talk to that woman and I, there's no restriction. If I'm trying to give a ticket for a show or to you know, solicit uh, you know, an mm-hmm. advertisement or something like that, there's no restriction. But if I'm going to talk, uh, try and confidentially talk to a woman about uh, abortion, her abortion decision, I'm restricted from approaching. That, we believe, is a violation of the First Amendment. It w- that, uh, that issue was uh, raised with the Supreme Court in the year 2000 in a, a case called Hill v. Colorado, in which a split court uh, upheld uh, a similar, really an identical uh, ordinance in Colorado. And so our argument basically is that since 2000, in the, these next, these most recent 20 years, the law, First Amendment law has changed and it's the, the court is more sensitive to, um, to content-based regulation. And so the Hill v. Colorado case is no longer consistent with current uh, precedents in the First Amendment. So that's our argument to the Supreme Court. And since the courts in the United States, lower courts have to comply with the Supreme Court, 
there can be no conflicts. You, you normally get to the Supreme Court by way of a conflict in the circuits. Well, there is no ability to do that because no court can violate a Supreme Court precedent. So as long as other municipalities, and it's happening now, pass laws, bubble zone laws that are identical with the Hill v. Colorado ordinance, there's no way to get uh, a review of that decision. They just say, hey, we can't do anything. The Supreme Court has spoken. So we're hoping the Supreme Court will revisit this issue and rule in our favor so that our clients, sidewalk counselors who are mm -hmm. based religiously motivated, can do their job effectively. They cannot do their job effectively now. That's interesting. And if I recall, there are there was at least one or two other similar cases at the Supreme Court, one out of Massachusetts, if my memory serves me correctly. Uh, do, do you recall that case? And did that, yeah, that case is called McCullen v. Coakley. That's right. And that was a, a, a case, uh, it was in 2014, where the court um, recognized, um, Justice Roberts wrote the opinion, and he said, sidewalk counselors are not even protesters. They're trying to have confidential personal uh, conversations with women. And uh, in that case, it was a, a buffer zone that was at effect, in effect. And there was a no speech zone for, for mm -hmm. 50 feet to the, uh, uh, to the entrance of the, of the abortion clinic. You couldn't even come within that zone. And the court struck that down saying uh, that's an unreasonable restriction on the First Amendment. So we're hoping that, and then another case that's even more on point is called Reed v. Town of Gilbert, which was decided in 2015. In that case, uh, very explicitly by Justice Thomas, went through what is considered to be a content-based uh, regulation by government. So you've raised these arguments, these speech arguments in your case, and how did the district court take your arguments? The, the district court and the court of appeals said, hey, we our hands are tied. The Supreme Court has already ruled we can't change the law. You've got to go to the Supreme Court. So uh, at the Seventh Circuit, just, uh, Judge Sykes, um, Diane Sykes said, you know, you're making good arguments, but unfortunately, we can't help you. you got to go to the Supreme Court. So, and, and that's exactly what you've done. And so you filed what is known as a petition for a certiorari. Um, and not a lot of those get granted. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. That you have a very low chance. And uh, the, the best, somebody said, the best you have is 50-50. And uh, there were, um, I don't know, 100 cert denies that came out. So you're very unlikely to get before the Supreme Court. We're hoping the Supreme Court will, in fact, uh, take our case. We hope so, too. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Soren Lehu of Malcolm Baker, and we're talking to Thomas Ope, Vice President and Senior Counsel of the Thomas More Society about religious expression in the public square. Uh, Thomas, what other cases um, are you working on involving religious expression uh, these days? We, um, we are a national law firm, and we are always getting phone calls from people throughout the country we operate pro bono, so people call us and say, hey, I'm having this problem or that problem. So, for example, I had a case with a woman in New York who, because she had a picture of Jesus on her desk, she was a social worker, um, the, the government in New York would not issue her, uh, would not issue a re-license for her uh, license to uh, be a social worker. So she contacted us and we worked with her and we're able to help her um, get a renewal of her license. Um, we have had a case where 
a woman wanted to put on a, a pro-life video at a library up in Wisconsin. And the librarian said, oh, this is too controversial for us and refused to allow it. We had to file a lawsuit in uh, the district in Madison uh, in order to force the library to be, not be discriminatory uh, against religious expression. Um, we have we we operate in um, we represent people who who uh, put uh, fetal models um, in displays in county fairs. Now that's a non-governmental uh, uh, um, event, but public accommodation laws we use to um, to require them to be fair in allowing uh, religious expression. Those are common. So the sources of of prejudice are um you know quite quite uh, uh they're, they're all over yes. and and that that's one source of the problems that we face and another one is the government doesn't know how to negotiate the the path between establishment problems and free exercise problems mm -hmm. and so we try and help them uh, figure that out um, so for example on a, in a nativity case um if the if a county or a government, uh, local government, puts in a nativity display on their own property, that raises an establishment qu question. But if they create a limited public forum, then they can allow private people to come and put on displays, and they don't have a problem as a result of it. Uh, the only trouble that happens then is the Freedom From Religious Foundation or the Satanist yes. organizations want to put their displays up. But our view is, hey, let them. The, the Christian message is very strong. It's positive. The Satanists have no message really but a negative one. You know, evil is, is always a parasitic on the good. Well, let them do that. They have no stamina. The Christian message is going to prevail. So, yes. so... Those are some of the issues we're involved with. In, in the minute or so that we have left, uh, I wonder if you can tell us uh, what can people do to protect their rights in the public square? Well, well, I would say that they should become aware of their rights, and and we would we at the Thomas More Society would be happy to help them to do so. They should be uh, courageous. They, uh, you know, part of our faith. Jesus Christ said, "Go out and make disciples of all nations." So we're commanded to go out and spread the good news of Jesus Christ. We believe that Jesus Christ has the proper worldview, the proper understanding of how to live one's life. And it's our obligation to share that with um, all the people we come into contact with. And so to be um, confident in your own faith, to be uh, courageous, and, and also, of course, always to be charitable and loving and how we deal with other people. That's how we would be, will be known as Christians. And we, we, we do, we, we've just touched the, the yes. surface yes. of all the issues that are involved in mm -hmm. religious um, expression. So what do you do? You go online and learn about it. You go to law firms like Malcolm Baker, like the Times More Society, to learn about your faith. And all of these things are, are a way to, um, to help yourself be effective in our Christian duty. That's great. Tom, thank you, thank you for speaking with us today. How can people learn more about the Thomas More Society? We're on the web at www.thomasmoresociety.org. That's uh, T H 
O-M-A-S-M-O-R-E, society, S-O-C-I-E-T-Y dot org. Thank you, Tom. If you have a legal need or a question and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at Malkin Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243 or at malkbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. Visit our website to subscribe to our Religious Liberty newsletter with legal updates, or call us and mention Lawyers for Jesus for a free consultation. Thanks for listening. I'm Soren Lehu, attorney at Malkin Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus. Gonna have to serve somebody. Yes, indeed, you're gonna have to serve somebody.